0: Hey, it's Sherry. I am back with The Writing Glitch, The Emotional Kids Summit. This episode, we are talking with Kelly Bynes. She's an occupational therapist in the Midwest, and she works for Unite Health. Unite Health owns a system called the Focus System, which Is also known as the integrated learning system, which is the way I learned about it years ago when I was working in direct services. I had learned about this system to help kids with auditory processing. And I always wanted to learn more about it. And I was able to make the connection with Kelly and through some of her colleagues. Welcome, Kelly, to the Emotional Kids Summit. I would love to hear a little bit more about Integrated Learning System and how it all works and what does it mean for kids? Absolutely. Thank you, Sherry.
1: I'm so glad to be here. And I already have enjoyed getting to know you and to meet you. So thank you for the opportunity. I'm excited because I get to talk about the focus system, also known as the Integrated Listening System. And I love that we get to do it because I have used it with many kids to help with their learning. So. I am here with my OT, occupational therapy hat on, my provider hat on, given that I've been using the Focus system for many years, and with my Unite hat on. I'm fortunate I get to now work with a company that I believe in and am passionate about their vision as well. So
0: happy to share whatever I can. Amazing. So what does the integrated learning system, I always, the ILS system yeah, um, yeah, what exactly is going on? I know that there's this head piece that goes over the ears and then there's singing and music and stuff in the background, and there's a lot of filtering going on. But explain how it works. What is this system?
1: Yeah, it's a question I get asked often because there are multiple components to it. And for some, it's a big leap to understand auditory processing and, auditory listening therapies. I'll start by just describing the system and then we can even go in deeper into some of the mechanisms and auditory processing if we want to. So the focus system itself is one type of listening therapy. It is a program that incorporates all of the decades of research around listening therapy and auditory intervention. And so it uses specially treated music And bone conduction headphones, bone and air conduction headphones, as well as activities that get done while the person is listening. And it's done with somebody else. So there's a relationship based component, usually not all the time. And the music itself is treated, like I said, specially treated to enhance different frequencies of sound that are known to target different brain functions or different. Skill sets, if you will. So, the focus system itself has different programs that the provider chooses based on whatever the client needs to be working on. In my pediatric practice, I used the sensory motor program a lot of the time. I would also use the calming program to help with regulation instead of just sensory motor skills. They're very similar, but developmentally, those are the two programs that were most indicated for my population.
0: So you can't go onto Spotify and just put on Bach or Mozart or anything like that and it kind of work alongside your system? No,
1: it is specially treated, therefore downloaded music in the app that we have. So that's the other feature is that this is an app-based program. And what I've learned over the years, and I'm not a sound engineer, but what I've learned from sound engineers as well as now the company that I'm working with is that the bandwidth of typical sound is a full spectrum, right? Picture that bell curve, if you will, full spectrum of sound. And all the frequencies get included within that full spectrum. But when there is a filter that's used, it takes out or it emphasizes a certain range of frequencies instead of the full spectrum. So it's not like you won't hear other things, or sometimes your ear might not even pick up the differences, but it gets processed in the body and the brain in a different way. And when it's paired with movement and activity, and when it's paired with the bone conduction headphones that target the vestibular system, that creates a multisensory experience. And we know now because of how the brain is wired that when those neurons fire together, there's more likelihood that they will wire together and thus create more effective neural channels. So it's not that regular music couldn't help, but it's different.
0: Yeah. So bone conduction system, it has to do with where it's placed on your skull?
1: Yes. And there are different different systems that bone conduction gets used for i know the military uses bone conduction there's bone conduction that's used for people that are hard of hearing this bone conduction is a little tiny with the kids i call it the brain button and it sits right inside the the band if you will on the headphones and so it just sits on top of the head and for some people it's very perceptible for others it's not we've all got different nervous systems and so that little bone conductor then emphasizes the the feeling of the music if you will whether it's perceptible or not so it gets processed by the brain in a different way
0: so what you're saying is it's not in the bud part that goes in your ear it is on the arch that connects the headphones on the Correct. top of the head.
1: Yes. Yep. And there are some systems that will put bone conduction back here
0: so that you feel it back here. In the and you're playing behind your ear.
1: Yeah. Back. <laughs> Thank you. But ours is on the top and that was selected by the creators of the program to maximize the amount of bone conduction that gets used and you can adjust it. There are settings that you can adjust with the system and providers are trained on how to do that when they're working with a client.
0: I don't know my bones of my skull. So it's it's attached to one of those bones that's towards the frontal lobe, correct?
1: The bone conduction doesn't target just one bone, but the location of the bone conductor is in the middle of the headphones. So you want to ensure that it's resting against the skull and some clients will wear it further back. Some will wear it towards the front, but on the very top of the head somewhere is where that bone conduction will happen.
0: I wanted to make sure that people really understood that because it is one of the unique features of your system that I don't think people realize that having the sound radiate through the bone even from the top of the skull, makes a difference with the actual hearing of the music.
1: And and I will say the processing of the music. There are some people that assume hearing, like acuity hearing, someone will be able to hear better or hear different frequencies, but the intention is not to correct hearing or hearing loss. It's to improve auditory processing. And yes, that bone conduction offers a multisensory component that enhances the potential for someone to process auditory input in a different way than they would without it.
0: So you mentioned hearing loss. What if somebody has hearing loss? How does that impact a, a student who may have hearing issues that might be impacting their acuity?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. It's probably beyond the scope to fully explain for this purpose. I could probably do a whole webinar on that, but there are lots of different reasons that people have hearing loss and or changes in auditory processing. And there are children that have hearing loss that can still benefit from the focus system. I think part of that is because of the bone conduction. I also think the other part is because it includes so much more than just the music. It's about the connection with the person that's working with them. And it's about the activities that take place. And it's about a process of a longer process, multiple months of doing these things over and practice and finding the right fit for that listening with that child. And we have two ears right? Bilateral and bilateral work, especially when we're targeting the vestibular system supports lots of development of lots of different capacities within a nervous system and within a person. So it might be regulation. It might be in motor skills and bilateral work really targets skill development in a different way. And it's made possible through that bone conduction or in large part due to
0: the bone conduction. <laughs> and you keep mentioning these activities. What, yeah. what does that look like? What are these activities? Are they sitting down and then writing or are they up moving around? What are these activities look like?
1: It's largely moving around, but doesn't have to be. And it's not writing. And this actually is the ironic benefit that I see in using the focus system a lot of the kids that i worked with struggled with skills like reading and writing they also struggled with regulatory challenges being able to handle frustrations they might struggle with other school related things like attention concentration so whatever learning challenges a child had we can target from the bottom up and target a deeper level than the actual skill that they were struggling with so for kids. Okay, so I'm going, going to,
0: to, pause, to I'm going to pause you right there. You said yeah. bottom up and we have parents that are listening to this. Please elaborate yeah. what you mean. What does a bottom up mean? Yeah. Cuz when I think bottom I think my bot my my bottom here, but <laughs> that's not what brains. you're talking about. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Talking about <laughs> brains, not our actual bottoms. But when I say bottom up, I mean from a root cause or a neural place. And there are lots of neurological reasons that kids might struggle with learning. There are lots of developmental challenges that might result in someone struggling to learn. And so the focus system lets us get to the root of some of those challenges. And so if I am working with a child who struggles to read or write, I'm not going to practice the reading or writing if the underlying skills aren't there. I'm going to come at it from a lower level, from a neural place, so that I can help them build those neurological capacities they need to support the skill of reading or writing. So that's what I mean when I say bottom-up. I go lower than the functional skill that they're trying to achieve.
0: Now, is there any part of your system that can be taken from this one-on-one session and utilized in an entire classroom, maybe of neurotypical kids, like that whole mixture of kids, a regular ed classroom. Is there any part of your system that can transfer over?
1: Absolutely. And the reason being those activities. So examples of activities that take place are playful games, exercises, things like tossing or bouncing a ball, playing a game of catch, I've had kids doing obstacle courses. I've done listening sessions where we're building a block tower or playing with Play-Doh. I've had sessions where I will have a child on a swing and they're swinging while they're listening to music. So
0: so your headphones then are like Bluetooth. They're not wired.
1: No, they are wired to an amp and a phone. So people receive the music on, download the music on their smartphone or a tablet, and they then put it inside a waste pack that goes around the waist or gets tucked mm-hmm. in. I've had families put it in a little backpack. So the headset is on with a wire connecting it to that little waste pack that holds okay. it.
0: So in my vision, I'm seeing the old model where it was like this big base of a, a um, thing. Yes, no, we
1: have evolved. <laughs> <laughs> we've evolved and refined. And so that big base, previously known at I think it was called dynamic listening system at that point. Yes. <laughs> the DLS was the first iteration that our founders created. And we've gotten smaller and smaller because they saw the need for a portable device. And they wanted providers like us to be able to implement it easily in a clinic setting. They wanted families to be able to implement it. And they wanted it portable so that it could go from place to place or between settings. And so now through multiple iterations, we've got that waste pack and the phone and providers access the activities online They can download the activities and send it or email it to a family or just download and use them within their sessions and set up a program that's individualized. So if I'm working with a child that's struggling with motor coordination, I'll set up Like I said, a ball toss or a beanbag toss, or there's a suspended ball that comes in the kit that people get when they buy the system, using that suspended ball for a back and forth tapping game. Those are some examples. If I have a child that's struggling with cognitive challenges, I might add some counting sequences or I might do an alphabet game while they're tossing and catching If I'm working with an adult who has brain injury and they're struggling with balance, then I might use the balance board or I might have them walk in a straight line, those kinds of things. And so this gets to your question of, can it be used in a school or with a group of people? Absolutely it can because the activities are meant to be fun and enjoyable and just challenging enough that we keep a person engaged and so that there is some ongoing interaction And the provider would decide how long the listening happens with that group of people. And I have families and I have kids that have used it together. There's only one person listening, but multiple people are playing the games.
0: Fascinating. So I'm going to talk a little bit about something that I've been working on, and I'm interested to see how it would integrate with what you're doing. Okay, I've discovered three kinds of bilateral integration. We have asymmetrical is like when you're writing, one hand's doing one thing, one hand's doing the other. We have a symmetrical bilateral integration and that's where they're parallel, but they're doing the same thing. A lot of brain gym activities are symmetrical and asymmetrical in nature, but you need both hands to take care of it. And one thing that I've been working on is called interlaced bilateral integration. Hmm. And what that is, both hands are connected doing the same thing. So I'm going to share this thought with you, and maybe you can incorporate some of these activities into hmm. your your system. And so one of the things, a lot of dyslexics are using air writing hmm. for helping to recall spelling. But what I've found is by interlacing my hands in a strategic way, that I'm getting better carryover in the retention because I'm pulling in the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere at the same time, and they're guiding each other rather than just air writing with one hand, which is only facilitating the opposite side of the brain. The other piece of it is strategically putting your hands in the right position as if you were writing, and that is away from you. So I interlace this way with my palms away from me, and then I do the air writing task that the kids need to do. So just throwing that out there, one technical thing to the other, but I think it's good to hear that this system could be incorporated with some of the research that I'm doing.
1: Absolutely. And this is really the other piece that I love about the focus system is, as an OT, it's been a seamless fit for me, I can do my regular session of activities, whatever those activities are, and simply have the person add the music to the session. So I have them listening, while I do my normal session. Now, I might also set them up on a more prescriptive type of home program. So, that there are other activities they're doing at home in between our sessions, but my sessions are my sessions. They're just listening. And it's flexible that way. It allows me to not have to rethink everything I'm already working on with a client. It's directly enhancing what I'm already doing. And what I end up seeing is faster outcomes and more engagement from the family because they're. They've got something concrete to carry over at home.
0: Love it. The other question that I had is, I'm hearing a lot of positive responses from interactive metronome, and I know that they have some kind of thing that utilizes. Is there any research out there interlacing the, the interactive learning system and interactive metronome? We have not
1: done comparative research or studies with IM or uh, and ILS. I am trained, but I have not updated the training with their new additions, but I'm trained in the foundation of what they offer and offered it in my practice for multiple years. What I have learned as I have learned about auditory processing in these various therapies is that both can be effective. For different reasons and with different clients. And IM is tone and based on a lot of the repetitive rhythmicity that happens, versus the focus system is a multi sensory tool and isn't limited to use of tone and rhythmicity. So it's frequency based. And the cerebellar functions that are activated when we add targeted activity on top of the relational component really strengthen and, for me, create a container of really strong therapy. I would use IM selectively for certain clients but I feel like the focus has allowed me to address a broader range of challenges over time with more clients.
0: Thank you. I was always wondering that if they were a system that could be interwoven together, thank you for clarifying that for me, because I hear a lot about IAM. I hear a lot about ILS, never heard them together. And I wanted to hear it from the source, is it a good system to interact? So the answer is they do work on different aspects and it's not a, they don't commingle very well. Got it.
1: I wouldn't commingle them together, but I wouldn't rule out using one then the other, but you'd have to be
0: selective for sure. Thank you for that clarification. Of course. Now, we're headed back to the classrooms here soon, and we're here talking about these outbursts that these kids have, the struggles, could be anxiety, frustration, just, I don't know what I'm doing in a new school, or many reasons that these kids are having outbursts. Is there anything that you can share for teachers or therapists or parents about ILS that might help those direct and overcome those outbursts, maybe on the spot? Like something short and sweet, interaction that might be relate to the ILS system.
1: Yeah, the short answer is yes. (laughs) I'll give you the longer answer because the focus system, the ILS, allows choice in which program gets used. You can select the program to target the skill set that's needed. So. For example, if a child is going through a significant transition and that is resulting in lots of emotional upset, there's a program on the focus called the calming system or calming program. And that calming program is a 10 session program that allows supportive intervention to target regulation and I would also use that program intermittently because some of the time, given the nature of the clients I work with, they might come into a session and be really dysregulated that day. Even if my goal and our goal was motor skills and bilateral coordination, if they came in really dysregulated from a functional standpoint, I'm not going to be able to target skill building when they're dysregulated. And What we know now with the autonomic nervous system is that it's never about one thing because the brain works like a matrix and it's everything's firing all at once. So it's all these interconnected neural feedback loops that have bi-directional communication. So I might insert one session of the calming program that day and then return to the skill building sessions next time. And families can use that calming program at home on days where a client or a child is more dysregulated than other days. (laughs) So that's a way that I think it could be playing a supportive in the moment responsive role. That said, if regulation is the primary presenting challenge, Going through the sensory motor program allows for a lot of the lower frequencies of sound, which really emphasize modulation and regulation and more calming input. And it's gentle and it's gradual. And the proactive way approach of using this program over time helps the child build some of that capacity to be calmer for longer.
0: Very interesting. You're having me think. So I have a daughter, an adult daughter who had several concussions and her working memory scores have changed significantly. Post concussion, does that, would that calming system help regulate her working memory and executive functions?
1: It definitely can. It definitely can. What we've learned about regulation in recent years, the neurobiology of regulation is that there are multiple neural channels that support regulation. Mm -hmm. So when working memory isn't there, it's going to have an impact on emotion. It's going to have an impact on organization. It's going to have an impact even on somebody's Perception of effort for a task, which creates emotion and motivational shifts. And so all of these things come together to create the person's lived experience and to create their approach or avoidance of certain tasks. And so not only does the focus system help support these, as we said before, bottom level kind of root foundation level things that help us build skills, but it supports these foundational things that really support the nervous system, which ultimately allows for more integration in the brain, meaning all of those cognitive executive functions are more connected to the rest of what's happening in the brain.
0: And then my second personal question is I have a child with Tourette's. Mm -hmm. Does it help with the reducing ticks? I don't
1: know. And again, Tourette's is known to come from a place of anxiety, right? That's the typical conceptualization of Tourette's. But there are lots of other kinds of tics that can occur. And I'm not a Tourette's specialist. The focus system is not designed to treat certain conditions. It is designed to support skill building and regulation and overall function. And so in certain categories of challenge that come from a mental health place like anxiety, the focus system can be supportive of the overall nervous system. So I can't say for sure it's going to help with Tourette's or with ticks, but I can say that we've seen changes in anxiety level across the lifespan when people use the focus
0: system. I may have to investigate further because I've got two adult kids who are struggling with the anxiety so bad. And yeah, it has manifested into some texts that have been really escalating since COVID. That
1: is hard. And I will say, I spoke with Dr. Minson, who is the original medical director, and he collaborated on and worked with his wife, Kate Minson, who created the focus system. And he was just describing, he's a psychiatrist by training and also certified, board certified in neurology. And so in his work, in his practice, he described seeing changes in depression and using this within his mental health practice. And a lot of these mental health conditions are so coexisting when there's a learning disability. And he created the focus system as a result of working with his own daughter who had a learning disability. And so the story of how the focus system was developed is directly in line with these sets of challenges that you're describing. And Dr. Minson is just so passionate about sharing that story and all of the cases that he's seen improvement on the mental health side of things.
0: And that's what, part of the reason why I want to do the Emotional Kids Summit right now is because all the anxiety is impacting so many kids for so many different reasons. And I say kids, I am talking across the lifespan. We're not just talking K to twelve kids. We're talking young adults, middle aged adults, and senior citizens. It's just it doesn't matter what age you are, you're still considered a kid to somebody. So uh, that's why I wanted to have as many people on here and many varieties so we could help. Maybe there's one piece of this ILS conversation that is going to impact a mom or a teacher or a therapist and go, I need to learn more. So thank you very much for coming on. Is there anything that you have to share before we go today? I just want to again thank you but also let
1: people know that we do have a promotion coming up. We have in the last year converted the focus system into an app-based system and so because of that we're relaunching and resharing and trying to build as much excitement as we can about this new program, new version of the program and it's been made so much more accessible and easier to use for providers. So I just wanted to share that's coming up and that there's lots of opportunity for learning and for engaging with us around the focus system. And we would love to invite any conversations that people want to have.
0: And we will have all of that information in the companion course. So make sure you hop over to the companion course. The information about the companion course is in the show notes. So thank you so much, Kelly, for being here today. I do have one last question before we go. And that is for myself, can I be a provider of the ILS system and a receiver of the ILS system controlling it myself? So could I use the system myself and adjust the parameters or do you need that second person to do that?
1: Great question. So we have lots of people who purchase the system to use it with themselves or their family. That said, we do have provider criteria. So certain, only certain people would be approved to become a provider. You need a certain skill set and training, but it's a broad range. We have providers from many different disciplines, and that information is on the website And when anybody is interested in experiencing it or delivering it on themselves or with their own family, we encourage them to think about their skill set and whether that's within scope. And if it's their own therapeutic journey, we encourage mentorship. We don't require it. We don't police practice because we're a product company, but we're here to support providers as much as we can. And that's a part of the role that I play as well as mentorship and supportive providers. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to say no, don't, but it's always helpful when there's somebody else to guide you through a therapeutic process.
0: And I'm sure there's a lot of therapists thinking that. So (laughs) that's why I asked that question. So... Thank you, Kelly, for being here. Kelly is from Integrated Learning Systems by Unite Health. And we have been talking today about this system that they have out there. And go to the companion course, get the links for this new launch and the new app that they are putting out. And thank you again. And remember, you were put here for such a time as this. This has been Sherry Dutter from The Writing Glitch.